Biopsy. That's a scary word. I'll tell you what's a scarier word. Cancer. My name is Debbie Gallant. A few weeks ago, I got that call that nobody wants to get. A spot that had showed up on my mammogram was, indeed, cancer. I'm also a writer, and for the better part of two decades, I've lived my life kind of publicly. First as a columnist, then as a blogger, now as a magazine editor on Medium. Two days after my cancer diagnosis, I wrote about what the first 48 hours of having cancer is like. I felt like I was breaking some kind of taboo by outing myself. But what I learned instead was how deeply and widely I am loved. It was like a cross between a Facebook birthday and attending my own funeral. Now it's three weeks in. I keep learning stuff about breast cancer, yes, but mostly about what it's like at the age of 59 to be making an acquaintance with my own mortality. Here's one thing. Comedy can take your mind off your problems, but an improv routine that goes on a bit too long can bring you right back into your world of woe. We went to see this show called Cast Party, which was a very cool um, live performance of some of the best podcasters in the country, and there was one improv bit that went on and on and on, and it was pretty funny, and then it dragged, and while it was dragging, I just just felt like, you know, like an elephant had stepped on my chest, and and I just felt this sorrow, a self-pity, um, you know, I hadn't felt it before. I felt fear, and I felt inconvenience, and I've felt worried about how other people will feel, but I just suddenly felt, oh my God, this is, why did this happen to me? And that's every improv comedian's nightmare, is to stumble for just a few seconds. That's my son Noah. This podcast was his idea. (laughs) Into somebody's (laughs) cancer soliloquy. Just just for a few seconds, don't let them down or else. Yeah, really. It was, you know, they were pretty funny. They were pretty funny, but, you know, I think if it had... I think think that piece was probably like 12 minutes long and maybe... It if it had long. if it had only been six minutes, maybe we I might w- not be here with this microphone. <laughs> I might not have suffered so much. Now here's the thing: when you've got this great big dark cloud roiling over your head, it's time to look for some silver linings. Here's one: I qualify for medical marijuana. Here's me with my friend and Dr. Noel going in to start my paperwork. We didn't talk a lot about pot, but we did talk about the big picture. Mm-hmm. It's people m- mourning the loss of their breasts. And I said, yeah. you know what I'm mourning? I'm mourning the loss of my luck. I had 59 years of extraordinarily good luck. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything great happened to me. Yeah. And I'm mourning that. Like that all of a sudden <laughs> randomness gave me something shitty. And But it's not, I don't think it's the objects of my breasts. You know, I don't <laughs> think it is the breasts so much. It's It's the change in... Status, or identity. More mortality. We would all like to remain blissfully ignorant. Right. But once we open that door crack, yeah. we can't go back to blissfully ignorant. Yeah. You know, we're we're awake and conscious, eating the apple. 
This is what eating the apple is. Wow. Of the tree of life. Wow. Because before that, it's paradise. Here's another. Cookies. If you like raisins, we'll put raisins in it and see what you think. You can be the tester. Yeah. That's Nikki Messiah, longtime friend and baker extraordinaire. (laughs) She brought me cookies Saturday. It's the Galant. It's the Galant. Oh, right. It's not Debbie. It's the Galant. Right. It's the Galant. Or are we calling it the Debbie? You know, I don't care. I just, just bring them. I don't care what we call them, just bring them, okay? Well, you don't have to worry about that. You'll get them. All right, thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. I love them. They were, I had two. This had is two. the purse size. The smaller one is the purse uh, size. Purse size, okay. And this is the I have bigger. a very large purse. Have you seen my purse? I could I could put I could put one the size of a record album in my, in my purse. <laughs> I've also discovered this incredible cancer sisterhood. Like, so you're doing the surgery Tuesday. Mm-hmm. How long are they going to keep you in, do you know? This is Bunny. I don't know. I think she's a, a cancer days, survivor. This mean, journey I'm on, so she's just been I, through it. A month ago, I didn't know she existed. Now she's there as a friend to text or call whenever I need. Today we went to yoga, and then she came over afterwards to give me some tips before my big surgery, Tuesday. Do you want to know what I did the night before my surgery? What? You might want to consider this. You might want to take notes. Okay. Okay. I'm kidding you. Because you're a reporter. I decided it was like Woodstock, right? I got the, um, you know the song Freedom? Because they told me, because I had not so big, that I was going to have almost no, and I, I only am able to wear sports bras now. Uh-huh. I got a big metal garbage can, I played Freedom, and we had a bra burning. <laughs> it's a very good distraction. Invite over your best hippie friend. <laughs> and, and and I live in a, all the people who live around. Because these bras will all be useless, right? No, you should. They're, they're going to be the wrong should, size. Also, Burn them all because it's very cleansing, uh-huh. entertaining, and you don't think about that you're going to have surgery the next day. Another bonus. Yeah. I'm so getting perky little breasts. Do You don't get reconstruction at the same time. You have to put the expanders in. They all. put the expanders in then. Right. And then they you come back and they keep pumping them until you get to the, where you want. <laughs> Which I like that part. I mean, I like I like the idea that I can say, okay, that's that's, that's plenty. plenty. Okay. <laughs> that's plenty. I can wear a sundress with spaghetti straps or something like that's that. That's great. I mean, right? It's been years. And of course, there's my husband Warren. He's the one who, like me, wakes up every morning with a pit of fear in his chest. And I had this dream that I had written about a party. I had written about a cruise or something, and I turned in my story to something like Ken Curson at The Observer, something kind of a sophisticated publication. And and then I was reading it to Susan and some other people and everything, and, and they were making me doubt whether I, you know, because I had exaggerated. I had, it was very stylized. It was very, you know, you know, it, it, it was a piece. And I had, you know, exaggerated. And anyway, when I woke up and I remembered the dream, I was thinking, hmm, am I doing this with my cancer? Am I making it an entertainment? Do I feel a need? Is this my coping mechanism in life? You know, you're twisting your mouth like you think you're not buying this. Yeah, I think you're going a little too deep. Um, what I'm really thinking about you know, where we are with this project is I'm thinking what Mala did. Do you remember what Mala did um, the day, the, the time that they didn't, uh, 
when they thought she was about to give birth, mm. and they started by oh, turning on the video camera and talking to their soon-to-be baby. Here is the day that you are going to be born, and here is the apartment we live right. in. And and what Mala said, and it turned out to be she wasn't really in labor, and she wasn't ready to deliver. And her wisdom from that turned out to be, if you feel like making a video, you're not really in labor. <laughs> so it's like you're looking at this thing as a project and wondering if it's a project, but nothing painful has happened yet, so you don't know how you're going to feel as it goes forward. So the idea that this is somehow um, Yeah, but I think something painful... I think... I, I Yeah, no, nothing physically painful has happened yet, but I still think there is a reality to... There is a definite... Re there's been a brush with mortality that I haven't ever had to experience before. There's a reality of waking up every single morning terrified i mean terrified where my body is 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 in fight or flight mood mode and and it that's real that's it's all real. plenty real it's all it plenty is. real it's not i mean yeah it's not hickston breck's um it, you know contractions the fake ones it's you know and also i mean i think it's a good analogy it's a funny story it's a really funny story and yes you're right it, will i be in this mood when um uh, i'm really nauseous you know and i'm you know, or I'm really in pain. I, I, I do think you're going to be the one that's going to have to, when I'm in the hospital next week, lift the microphone up to me as I won't have the capacity to do it. I won't want to do it. And, and you'll have to do it for me just to even get a little bit of sound. And even if I'm just totally in pain to get a few seconds of that, because I won't, and you, you will have the capa capacity for that. Cause I think it is, a story even now it is a story and maybe it is you know me being shallow and me being this is my coping mechanism I tell stories to the world I make myself lovable um, but it's you know okay so it's my coping mechanism this is my coping mechanism this is me it, it is real it's a real story I'm not saying it's not a real story you know and I think that that's why you get a team and that's why you know, it's going to be hard for you, too, um, in a hospital setting, seeing your wife and, you know, having doctors and nurses around to stick a microphone in my face. But I, you know, I'm asking you to do it. Okay. Be, yeah, I know, I know. Because, you know, even though this is the the, the fake contractions now, I'm, I'm coming into it really quickly. <laughs> the reality, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. He's got some job. Thanks for listening to episode zero of the Chemo Files. I'll be back. Freedom.